calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Well, folks, the day is finally here. After 15 years of bringing the League of Ultimate Questing to Mackinac, it's time for this year's much-anticipated Invitational, featuring the top-ranked teams from each questing tier competing against life-threatening challenges in front of a live audience for fantastic prizes and fame. My name is Kip Killigan, voice of the LUQ and servant of the Nexus Enterprise. And with me on this momentous day is the meat to my veggies, the drum to my flute, and the retired legendary tier hero, Stormclad Thundertongue. Kip, the energy here has got me feeling like a young orc again. Hell, I'm about ready to jump over this desk, get down on that field, and sink my teeth in. But I'll just have to fill my belly with the action-packed chaos we're about to have dumped all over us like victory wine. Easy there, Storm. We need you here to give us your keen insight on what's about to unfold. We just watched the novice-ranked team Obsidian Song scrape their way through a pit of portals, battling foe after foe while getting flung through rising rings of teleportation. That kind of high-speed relocation is enough to give you vertigo and toss your cookies. But they played it smart and defensive. Not much flair but a good clean victory, and with more than enough prize money to pay them clerical bills. Coming up soon, we have fan favorites, the champion-ranked team, the Towerborn, Paragon-ranked team, the Sons of Kandor, and of course, returning for their fourth invitational, the legendary-ranked team, In Lakes, Ivory Lions. Now, the Towerborn are one of the most effective spell-only teams I've seen hit the league in over a decade. These whiz kids synchronize their spellbooks like it's second nature. They show us what kind of diversity arcane magic can manage. Now, see, I personally like the Sons of Candor. I may or may not, but certainly do have a few gold riding on their score here today. They stick to their basics, and they always utilize a three-piece of combat. Placement, procedure, and, um... Punching. Look, I forgot the third P, but I'm pretty sure it's punching. The Ivory Lions, well, it's the Ivory Lions. I mean, what can I say? You'll look up perfect in the dictionary and they'll show up to tell you your book's outdated and give you a brand new one with their logo on the cover. They got the best scores and the best gear and a hell of a lineup. But first, our next live event features a little team of ragtag underdogs who manage to not only climb their way up to the hero rank despite a series of bizarre and often unpredictable quests, but also climb their way into the hearts of countless LUQ fans. Straight out of Lucidilly, it's the Mortal Dawn! <laughs> yeah, if you're looking for flair, look no further. Ah, oh, the MDs always bring the fire and the fury. Oh, here they go. It's go time. The day of the 15th annual League of Ultimate Questing Invitational has arrived. Teams, sponsors, patrons, and thousands of fans are flown, teleported, and ferried out to the Nexus Enterprise's private stadium island, the size of a small city. It's a sold-out show. The crowd energy is high. One team from each tier is selected as the very best of the best from the past season. These teams are given a challenge in front of a live audience, and if they can survive it, they will receive some fabulous prizes. The audience is cheering loudly as you are all out on your own personal platform watching the novice rank team compete in their challenge. You see a large arena open up in the floor, and the Obsidian Song is challenged to survive series of monsters coming out of teleportation doorways. Some of them get shoved into these doorways and vanish for a period of time, reappearing randomly throughout the arena. They do pass the challenge, but in the process, two of them fall. The crowd is hungry for blood. Your patron maven gives each of you a pat on the back, a gentle hug, and says, Good luck. I know you can do this. This is why I chose you. And the announcer voice rings out over the auditorium. Next up, representing the hero rank... Hold on, hold on, Kim. I got some tied around my stick. Okay, yeah, we're good. You all right, right there, Storm? Yeah, fine. Go ahead. Good to go. All right, everybody. It's time for the hero ranked invitational challenge. 
coming out onto the field is the one, the only, the Mortal Dawn. I gotta say, this has been one of the goofiest goddamn teams I've ever seen. You said it, Storm. They've been swallowed by a giant worm. They've been given some bizarre challenges that always seem to turn sideways on them, and they've come out on top every single time. Herthax looks up towards the booth when Storm says that and just kind of like shakes their head. <laughs> the music picks up and the loud rock music of Thrash Bash Slash Gash fills the stadium. I want each of you to tell me what the audience sees as the team steps onto the field. As the Mortal Dawn crosses the field, the first in line would be excited Arvid, eight foot tall Furbog, looking around, waving at anyone who will give him a smile. He has sage skin and golden curls and the fawnish face of the Furbog race. He, unlike most Furbog, has a large pair of ram's horns on his head. And on top of that, another uh, even larger accoutrement, his Domain Farms brand hat. Uh, <laughs> he wears his trademark white fur cloak from a winter wolf, as well as a chain shirt wrapped with a belt and leather calf-cropped pants. He is clearly the most excited creature to be here. Next to Arvid, a uh, relatively small, slight dragonborn, not muscular like the standard build with dull black scales, a frill on top of their head, and two large draconic horns coming off. They've grown since Herthax's first appearance on the field. Also notable in place of their right hand, there is just this writhing mass of nondescript white flesh, which is just pulsing to the beat of the music as the team takes the field. Herutax is wearing leather armor that is covered in images of predators and carrying a staff topped with a red eye. Also walking down the stage, you see a, a human uh, about 5'11 in a beautiful crimson colored coat. It's like red with determination. He's got golden skin. He's got long, beautiful, slightly curly black hair with white tips and a white streak. His eyes shift between various hues of different gem tones, but usually settles along the sides of green and his face is scruffy. He's feeling the love and excitement of the music. And as he waltzes toward the stage, his coat opens up a little bit and exposes his chest. And in his chest, you see this beautiful crystalline structure that is also pulsing and changing hues. Contrary to what people think of elves, Artyom is somewhat squat, standing somewhere in the neighborhood at five foot eight. He has broad shoulders, long arms. His skin, once a deep, unhealthy black, is now more of a dark gray-green. His eyes are crystal blue with black sclera. His hair is a foppish golden mop of curls uh, with an undercut faded in the back and sides with a neatly trimmed Van Dyke. He wears... Victorian-style quad sunglasses to protect his fragile eyes from the harsh surface world sun. The only garment that is immediately apparent on him is his elaborate coat, a high-collared trench coat with buttons along the side and over the shoulder rather than a typical double breast. It begins at the top the color of red wine, but as it goes lower and lower on his body, it fades to colors of sunset, pinks and oranges and yellows. On his hands, are two diamond rings, and around his neck is a holy symbol of a moth drawn to a flame, his own personal symbol for the sun god Bren. And other than this, he wears no adornments. The audience is delighted by your introduction, and as you enter the center of this arena, you hear the voice of Kip Killigan echo out over the enchanted loudspeakers. All right, Mortal Dawn, your challenge for this invitational is... The Ziggurath! Damn right it's the Ziggurath! And as they say the words, the center of the field opens up, and rising out of the ground is a 100-foot by 100-foot stone square. And from the center of that rises another, and then another, stacking up in tiers like a giant menacing wedding cake. And rising up from hundreds of hidden compartments on the surface of this bizarre structure, some of them emit these glowing red crystals, others shoot up with jagged sharp metal spears, others issue out a gout of flame, and these mechanical ladders begin to rise up randomly around the sides. Your objective seems quite simple, but will prove to be very challenging. The goal is for all of your team members to be present on the top of the Ziggurath. At the same time, the Ziggurath is a living, breathing entity covered with hundreds of hidden traps capable of magical defenses. 
and things will change the higher you get. Keep in mind that the shortest path is not always the easiest one. And a group of LUQ officials take you out onto the field and put you in position around the ziggurat, one of you on each side. And they give you a moment to prepare yourselves before your challenge begins. Arvid casts jump on himself in preparation for hopefully jumping a lot of uh, height. Gravity seems to lighten on you and you feel ready to just get some mad hops going. The symbiote on my arm pulses and you can kind of see my veins distend through my body and my eyes flare with arcane powers. I cast guidance on myself in preparation for this challenge. Chris feels that music pulsating and is really excited and starts dancing, activating his shard hide. And at the end of the dance, he shouts out to Artyom, like, are you ready to dance? And in which case he's inspiring Artyom. All right, if I must, I grab my wand and start spinning it around in my fingers and it starts to glow. All the thorns at the tip start to glow like stars. And then he extends it out and as it does, it bursts with a flash of light and I cast um, enhance ability on myself for mm. dexterity. Dexterity, cool. And as you twirl the uh, thorn wand in your hand, little tiny pinpricks of blood begin to form in your palm. And I do a little flourish with it, with a little dancing styles. Awesome. And you feel inspired by Chris's words and this kind of music that is getting woven from them. The sound of a massive mechanical buzzer fills the entire stadium. And I need all four of you to roll me initiative. Hit me with them sweet niches. Artyom has 18. All right. Arvid has 18 too, but lower decks than Artyom. Got it. For the first roll of this game, I rolled a metal d20 that a fan sent me. Ooh. But I rolled a 14 plus one Thank is you, 15. Mystery fan. I love you. That's very nice of you. Chris got an 11. All right. The ziggurath stands before you. Giant glowing red crystals pulse with all kinds of strange humming magic. Razor sharp traps shoot up and down from different panels on the different tiers of the stone structure. A strange magical energy seems to hum and emit from it, almost as though it's alive. Scouts of flame shoot from random corners, and a series of doors begin to open up from top to bottom, and these sharp, shining, mechanical spiders climb out of it. At the top of the initiative, we have Artyom. Am I actually on the base, or am I on the actual ziggurat itself? You are in the field at the bottom of it, so you have not yet gotten onto the ziggurat. Are there ladders on the bottom? The bottom ring does not have any ladders on it. It requires climbing. The stone looks somewhat rough climbable but but challenging excellent um i'm going to get a running start and jump as high as i can and start just rapidly going up with my sick ass extra wait shit that's an athletics check isn't it god that's dumb okay <laughs> i'm still gonna go ahead and get myself a cool ass running start. absolutely so i jump up onto the walls and uh, critically fail all right. You begin to climb, but you're not getting much leverage at this point. You can still have a movement speed. Like, you get, you make progress regardless of whether or not you roll well. But if you roll very well, it just speeds up your climbing progress. Okay. So with your 15 feet of movement, you can just get to the top of the first tier of the ziggurat. Ugh, nobody said there'd be climbing. <laughs> this is awful. You are now next to this pulsing red crystal, and you can just feel it emitting this strange magic that kind of makes your back teeth rattle just a little bit. Don't touch the crystal, maybe. Now, how the ziggurat functions, as you will learn as we go forward, is it does something every time you move on it. It responds to touch. So on all of your turns, something will activate in some way. It also has legendary actions that it can use throughout the initiative turn. Other than that, it's just a building, though. So on Artyom's turn, his movement on the ziggurat activates something, which is on a seven. All right, Artyom, as you get to the top and this crystal begins to pulse, I need you to roll me a wisdom saving throw. I can do that. I got myself a nice, fat 17. 17. You can sense that this wave of strange temporal magic starts to usher out over you. You feel your body almost like shift just slightly, but you maintain your will and fight it off. Whatever it tried to do did not succeed. Give the crystals a wide berth. Don't enter from that point. Next up, we have Arvid. All right. Um, Arvid heard the warning about the crystals, and he is prepped with his jump magic Let's jump, guys. All right. (laughs) What is your athletics check? Okay, I'm going to jump. Go, Arvid. It's uh, 24. 24 athletics. All right. And how jump works is it triples your jump distance. And how high jumps work is it's three plus your strength modifier. So you could normally jump six feet pretty much straight up if you rolled well. And so you get to do three times that. Uh, So with your jump, you very easily clear the first tier. And with your massive roll, you actually manage to lock your fingertips onto the very bottom of the second tier of the ziggurat. Okay. 
And he did hear what you said, but I guess he's not super good with listening because that's a crystal right there. (laughs) He doesn't care. (laughs) It's a very convenient corner for you, though. So while you're perched on the edge, it's actually you hanging uh, Mm. with your fingertips just barely. And as Arvid moves on the ziggurath, it responds. (gasps) All right. um, So go ahead and make me a dexterity save DC 13. I don't know why I told you the dexterity DC. I don't (laughs) usually do that. I was just reading. (laughs) Uh, I think I just barely made it. No, I didn't. You also have advantage because you're a barbarian. That's right. I was supposed to remember that. So that is still not 13. All right. Uh, As you leap up and your fingers grab the edge, you feel what is in fact a false corner that begins to crumble and fall away. And as you fall downward, the square underneath you opens up into a very deep pit trap. Oh, and I need you to make me one more uh, athletics or acrobatics check of your choice. Well, I think it's going to be athletics. Mm-hmm, hmm That's a f- uh, 21. 21, all right. You do fall into the pit trap, but you catch yourself. Your wide arms go out on each side, so now your feet are dangling over a very deep trap. You can feel like a cold wind blowing up from underneath. And as you look up, the corner you grab that fell away just kind of repairs itself. <laughs> a good start. <laughs> Next in the initiative, we have Haruthax. The ground that we're on at the base level is all like continuous, right? We're not on like some tiny little platform mm-hmm. right next it's to it. It's kind of like AstroTurf of a big field. Okay. I'm just going to run towards Crist and I'll be like, let's climb it together. And I just run that way. So I'm going to double move. And because I am a smaller, slower dragonborn, my speed's only 25. So double moving, I only get 50 feet towards oh. Crist. Sounds good. But you don't actually start climbing the ziggurath. Nope. I'm just running along the ground right now. I don't touch the ziggurath All yet. All right. None of the traps that uh, come from touch activate because you're still on the field. And that will bring us to Crist's Grand. All right. You see Harithax running towards you from their corner of the uh, pyramid. Chris will start walking towards Harthax, running, whatever, <laughs> and I will ready my reaction. I'm readying my thunderstep. Harthax, have you been practicing your dance moves? Just get up the thing. <laughs> and without skipping a beat, the mortal dawn are diving in head first into this bedlam behemoth. Looks like Harthax is playing the long game, taking their time before hell breaks loose. Might be smart, but it could cost them much needed time. We see a trademark shard hide from Pretty Boy Crist, his own special variation of the Mage Armor spell which has saved the lives of countless squishy spellcasters in the past. My guess is the little sorcerer thinks he's going to be the target of something soon. And Archim showing the agility of his Dark Elf ancestry with some... <laughs> under Dark Whore. <laughs> the mighty leap, Arvid clears the first two tiers only to fall prey to a devious trap. One of surely countless more to come. Arvid fell for it, all right. Right into a spike bit with a quick save at the last second. That's why wide shoulders are an evolutionary bonus. But as far as this invitational goes, I'm guessing that trap's as tame as they come. But we're just getting started. Let's see what happens as the Mortal Dawn rages against the machine. Howdy, adventurers! This year's LUQ Invitational is made possible in part by Darn Good Grub's Full Plate Diner. Now with over 30 locations throughout all five kingdoms. Bring the family, bring a flagon, but most importantly, bring your appetite. Darn Good Grub's Full Plate Diner. Come hungry, leave encumbered. The 15th Annual LUQ Invitational is brought to you in part by the new Lachey G180 Luxury Wagon. Class and reliability. Hard and topless. Don't let your travels wane. Use Lachey. At the end of Crist's turn, the Ziggurath is going to use one of its legendary actions to spawn another minion. So are these using the minion rules from 4E or they only have one hit point? No, they are just the minions of the Ziggurath. Some chumps. Mm-hmm. Chumps indeed. So that's two of you that did not yet set foot on it that are now moving towards each other. And it has used one of its legendary actions for the turn. That brings us back to the top. And that brings us to Artyom. Every chump you spawn is another opportunity for us to look cool. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I run past the crystal and climb the ladder to the next stage. All right. Uh, If you roll me an athletics check, um, it'll speed you up, but you can make it up there regardless. Athletics. Not great. Eight. (laughs) Right. All you're doing is moving this turn? Yeah. So you can actually move a double move. I'm going to go ahead and take a nice hard left because adventurers go left and I'm going to run towards Arvid. Okay. Around the base of the ziggurat? Yes. I'm going to head in Arvid's direction so that I can meet them. With a double move, you can make it to there. You can make it to there with the speed it takes to climb the ladder. But you make it very quickly hand over hand 
And as you move along the ziggurat, it will activate one of its mysterious challenges. Oh, I love that. That's perfect timing. Okay, I need you to roll me. Oh, nothing. I roll. How about that? Sure it isn't a dexterity check? I am. (laughs) It may lead to a dexterity check. Hey! So your armor class is 20, 18 with your shield off. Right. That is a miss. Gotcha. So what happens is as you climb the ladder, the rungs come to life and begin to snake around your body. But using as much speed as you can, you manage to leap off of it before it tangles you up like a big net of metal. You think this is scary? Everybody, when I was in Underdark, I was climbing this rock, right? Because I saw this big chunk of, uh, what is it, a deep root? And while I was climbing it, I suddenly realized it's Umber Hulk. It took 16 <laughs> of us to take it down. 16. It killed nine, but this is okay. Yes. Story Good story. <laughs> Good times. Good times. The perfect time for a flashback. <laughs> Right, and so that this is fine. I'm just going to talk to myself through this. Yeah, yeah. Arvid, that makes it your turn. I'm a dangling. So I got to pull myself up, mm-hmm. um, and that's a action. Pulling yourself up will take half of your movement, but half of it movement. doesn't require a check. Arvid's going to pull himself out of that pit he uh, nearly fell into. Mm-hmm. Looks like there's a near enough ladder, and despite what happened to our team a second ago, Arvid is going to go straight for it. Climb the ladder with haste. Great. Not the spell haste, but with the classical term of haste. Yes. I just love the idea that you're like, oh, I shouldn't touch the crystals. I'm going to go ahead and touch the crystals. Oh, he almost got eaten by the ladder. Maybe I should go for the ladder. (laughs) All he's hearing is like, crystal? Okay. Ladder? Yep. (laughs) Perfect. Umber Hulk, nine dead. Got it. (laughs) All right. So as you reach the top of the ladder, you jump up onto the next tier and you feel the stone square you stand on slide into the ground just slightly and a door shoots open on the wall next to you and another creature emerges and immediately attacks you this mechanical spider the size of a small dog and it just leaps out and crits (laughs) wonderful i was hoping it would roll a one and just like arvid could sidestep and it would just throw itself (laughs) off The, the non-touch yeet. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it's much more likely I'm going to get yeeted down. So this thing leaps out and just kind of face huggers you as this giant sharp spider of blades attaches to your head. It deals you six damage and just kind of latches on there, obscuring your vision slightly. Arvid's shaking his head, you know, like an animal with his head caught in a blender. And then... <laughs> that tries... classic trope. Yeah. You watch some fucked up YouTube videos. <laughs> I mean, you literally have a blender attached to your head. It's oh, not wrong. Oh. <laughs> the search history for cat videos for you is just oh. nasty. <laughs> this is basically like a tarantula had sex with a Cuisinart. So. Oh. <laughs> do not like. Do not want. Do not like. Nope. Um, so after that, that shake doesn't probably yield anything. He's going to just ram his whole face into the wall in front of him with the spider. I am so delighted by this attack action. I would have been insulted if you didn't headbutt the spider and attack your head. My big question, though, is as a bonus action, would you like to rage? Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it should almost go without saying almost. Almost. Um, Don't volunteer my rage for me. Uh, so... Erg, this fucking thing on my face. Golly. <laughs> awesome. So would you like to rage and reckless attack your headbutt? Yes, please. Total of 20 on the attack. Yes, that hits. <laughs> uh, go ahead and deal your damage. That's 11. So as it leaps out and just kind of starts lacerating your face with its bladed legs, you meet that impact with your forehead and slam its body into the stone, just shattering it into dozens of metal shards that rain down at your feet. It's so cool. (laughs) And the crowd is delighted by the fact that you, they thought maybe your horns were decorative. They realize now they are quite functional. (laughs) A wonderful turn, which brings us to Harithax. So uh, Herthax closes the distance to Crist, which is only 20 feet. And as they approach Crist, uh, they'll be preparing a spell. Mm-hmm. And right as they get to Crist, they're going to grab Crist's arm and just say, straight up. In a minute, in a minute. Crist uses that momentum of grabbing the arm and ends up doing a bunch of different like twirls, a little like pirouette and everything. And then as he dips Herthax, he finishes the thunder step and moves 90 feet. Just way up, straight up in a straight line. I'm going to listen to my teammate and go mm-hmm. straight up. <laughs> cool. 
Uh, that's great. As you use your thunder step to shoot yourselves both 90 feet in the air, which puts you about yay on the pyramid, just for reference, um, it's going to use a legendary action to activate oh, a temporal shit. disturbance. Uh, so instead of teleporting up to near the top of the ziggurat, it pulls your teleportation and forces you to land at the second tier on the farthest crystal near where Harithak started. Arriving there, Harithak, uh, not expecting that, but expecting to be in midair, will unleash the spell they were preparing, which is polymorph, mm -hmm. and turn into a giant eagle. Ooh. Do I have movement left? You have moved however much you moved to get there. Okay, just 20 feet to get to Chris. Yeah, so you All have right. your remaining speed left. Then I'm going to grab Chris with my talons, mm -hmm. and I'm going to attempt to fly up. How much speed does the eagle have left? 80 feet of fly speed. I've only moved 20, so I've got 30 feet if I'm moving double okay. left. Uh, 25 would get you to the base of the second tier from the top. Uh, faster if you move straight up. I'll keep I'll keep close in case something happens that causes us to drop. We'll, we won't drop as far. That's great. The nice thing is your thunder step was your reaction from last turn, and now your actual turn is being triggered. So it is Chris's turn. Uh, Chris looks around for his fellow teammates. Do I have good line of sight to uh, any of them? You can barely make out Arvid on the corner of that thing, but there's a lot of visual interference because you are up and you're looking down over like three ledges. So Chris looks around to his teammates. He sees, kind of sees Narvid near one of the crystals. Chris will look into his hands and gain a sense of that hungering beast inside of him. Mm -hmm. Looking for some guidance. Can we dispel this thing's magics? Explode. <laughs> so with that, that internal laughter literally becomes outward laughter. Let's unleash a shatter in whatever place to destroy the crystal thing around my teammates mm -hmm. and to not hit them. <laughs> you can basically pick one of the crystals. You have the range for it. The ones over here are out of your line of sight. And unfortunately, Arvid Ooh. is right next to one. I will unleash a twinned shatter, uh, one on the crystal thing near Arvid and one near me. Um, I'm going to have you roll me a perception check to see how well you can target the one that's next to Arvid to make sure you don't actually hit your friend. Okay. Uh-oh. Because there's a little visual interference between here and there. Oh, I'm definitely using some luck on that one. That was a three. Okay. Yeah, all he has to do is try to look through eagle feathers, uh, multiple glowing crystals, mm -hmm, uh, giant mm -hmm. rocks, objects, and a thing on their face. Yep. Uh, that's an 11. <laughs> uh, Arvid, make me a constitution save. I am a strong boy. You're a very strong boy. 17. So Arvid only takes half. Go ahead and deal your thunder damage, and Ooh. you will destroy probably two of the crystals. A badass. Give me one moment. Mm -hmm. It's one eight. That's a seven, wow. and that's a four. 19. Yeah. All right. So, Arvid, you take nine damage as you take half. And for my bonus action, mm -hmm. uh, how far does my inspiration go? I believe it's 60 feet as long as they can hear you. Uh, so I assume Arvid can hear me? Yeah. No, yeah, you can definitely reach Arvid with your inspiration. Arvid, I'm so sorry. You're amazing. Awesome. Uh, so you have been inspired by Christ. Thank you. No problem. So Arvid has been inspired. You feel a wave of energy and inspiration as Chris shouts you these kind words, despite having just blasted you with some thunder magic. And then this loud cacophonous crash happens above you and right next to you. And two of the crystals just crack right down the middle. And this red energy kind of sifts out of them like a miasma and they deactivate. Ooh. And now on your turn, it's going to use a legendary action. Oh, no. So I dispel your polymorph as you're hovering in the air. Okay. I need both of you to make me a dexterity saving throw as you tumble near the edge of the ziggurat. Oh, no. <laughs> this is why I didn't go straight up. <laughs> mm. Ooh. No. 16. 16? Mm -hmm. 20 total. Wow. Good rolls. Okay. So you both managed to land without being tumbled prone, but you take a D6 falling damage and you are now down one ring. I'm not rolling a D6 for each of you. That's stupid. <laughs> you both take five. Oh, no. <laughs> So for just a moment, Harithax, you're flapping your massive eagle wings and you feel them get lighter and lighter. And it's just these reptilian arms that for a moment comedically flap in midair <laughs> as some more of this red magic surges out of the ziggurat. I'm holding Crest with my feet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you both spill very neatly onto the ground. <laughs> ah, So you have been practicing. <laughs> and that will be the beginning of the new turn. You all hear a very strange rumbling sound that you feel all the way up your spine, in your kneecaps, in the bones of your feet. And the top of the ziggurat begins to smoke and pour out these strange glittering shards. 
and rising up out of the opening at the top of the ziggurat is a huge mechanical centipede with bladed arms going down its sides, and it lets out this grinding, sparking roar. Dear gods, is that what I think it is? Is what what you think it is? Oh, it is. It's the Shotgun Eviscerator X3. Bladed Combat Titan. I heard they were still working on the prototype, but it looks like we're getting the field test, baby. Oh, yeah. That's the kind of heavy metal hardware I've been waiting for. Also, I gotta give me a pair of those goddamn horns. That headbutt was a beaut. As the team ascends the terrifying ziggurat, the living monolith of deadly traps, we've seen blood, fire, pitfalls, and fear, but the mortal dawn has held on, and now their finish line is home to a towering mechanical monster of slithering swords. Hey, you think that tangling ladder was an animated object someone put there to be mean, or is that part of the ziggurat? We'll never know, Storm, but my money is on the ladder. Uh, well, either way, I hope they turn this pyramid up to 11. Show me the boiling point. Show me some corrosive gases. Papa's got the bloodlust. Come on, MD. Put your backs into it. Watch out for that friendly fire. We'll be right back with more close-up in-your-face action, right after these words from our sponsors. Hi, Willie Mage here for Fayaway, the Unseely Sealant. Powered by the iron we use every day and suffused with the extraplanar energies that surround and bind us. It's Pantheon approved and safe for your mortal essence. Use it on your windowsills, your doorways. Fayaway wards off fairies of all courts, pesky pixies, spiteful sprites. It gets down into their bodies. It gets down into their souls. It even wards red caps and green hags away from your cabins and cottages. It agitates, it irritates, and it even destroys diminutive dryads. Don't just keep the Fayette Bay, use Fayaway. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it ah. eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hello there, all you cuties. This is Zach, technical director for Slapdash Studios and voice actor for Artyom Volkov. Welcome to the Grand Invitational on our one-year anniversary of the League of Ultimate Questing. It has been an amazing journey so far, and we are just beginning. On that note, this may be the first episode some of you have ever listened to, and if you like the cuts of our respective jibs, you can always check out the LUQ.com and start from the very beginning. Those of you who support our Patreon can also find bloopers, deleted scenes, and sneak previews on our Discord channel, and you can find a link to our Patreon on the LUQ.com as well. Speaking of, I want to thank our legendary tier subscribers. You all are the backbone of this show, with all of your love and support and community engagement, and I just can't thank you enough. So, a very special thanks to Jeff Ammons, Dave Mladenoff, Isaac Davies, Jack Phillips, Christian Wiseman, Zan Cam, Jen Finch, Maisie, and Erie Luterose. Your care and appreciation make this all worth it. If you want to get a personal message on the show or are interested in promoting a business or podcast of your own, please send an email to admin at Slapdash Studios. I want to thank you all again, but without further ado, let's get back to the action. My name is Talkadar. I'm the party barbarian. We've been adventuring for a long time, and sometimes I can't keep my rage up as long as I used to. I was diagnosed with a rage tile dysfunction. It affects two out of five barbarians my age. That's when I discovered... Viagra. Longer, more satisfying rages for me and my opponent. I'm always ready when my friends need me to bring the fury. Ask your party cleric if Viagra is right for you. Contact an apothecary for any rages lasting more than four hours. We keep you raging hard on the battlefield. Viagra, my anger will not be silenced. The Mortal Dawn has made it almost halfway up the Ziggurath. Traps, gouts of fire, and magical crystals are pulsing all around you. And now, a giant mechanical bladed centipede has emerged from the top tier. That brings us to Artyom's turn. So I'm wondering, 
with Cat's Grace and all that, mm -hmm. flavor-wise, how do you feel about me using acrobatics to wall run past the minion towards the ladder? Yeah, that sounds awesome. Cool. So I pop up, I see that thing, I immediately just like nope the fuck out of it. So mm -hmm. I run, start, get a kind of a running start. And as soon as I start getting close enough that it might have opportunity to attack me, mm -hmm. I start running along the wall. Yeah. And I just, I'm just so cool, you guys. You're just going to know it. A good thing I rolled the advantage, uh, but it's still not excellent. 14. 14 you, sounds fine. You have inspiration too. I'm saving that bad boy. I think mm. it's going to be very important later. It's not quite as matrixy as you would have hoped. There's a bit of a scramble at the last minute when you realize just how difficult <laughs> this is, but you do pull it off. Hey, to be fair, I was not hoping it would look matrixy. <laughs> I was hoping it would look Prince of Persia-y. <laughs> so you've moved 30 feet at that point. Do you want to take a double move to keep going or? Does it seem to have noticed me? Oh, the creature turns its eyes to follow you immediately. And actually, while you're running along the wall, one of the traps kicks off. I'm just planning your next part. Radical. So while you're doing this awesome wall kip, I'm going to have you roll me a dexterity saving throw. Hey, <laughs> I'm getting all that dex now. Yeah. Uh, this one's much better. Uh, 18. Very good. So you're only going to take half as while you're running, a little tiny hole opens next to your head when your ear is about to brush against the stone. And it gets really hot for just a second before a flamethrower goes off. Oh, cool. <laughs> But you drop down just in time to not take full damage. Ooh. I was half expecting to like land with a dart sticking out of my head. <laughs> it's a good aesthetic, but no, you get singed and your locks are a little burned as you take seven fire damage. It's a Perfect. good thing you already had that haircut with the, the sides off. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's just just helping you clean it up, you know? It's it's a, it's tightening my undercut. Yeah. <laughs> a high intensity fade. <laughs> well done. Uh, you said seven damage? Seven fire damage, correct. Excellent. Now, what would you like to do with your action? Oh, golly gosh. Well, since it's already noticed me, I'm guessing I can't easily outrun it. So I'm going to go ahead and whip out my pink prick and take a nice clean shot. So I basically just whip out this flamingo looking crossbow, mm -hmm. take aim as I land and just kind of sweet take a shot. Are you sure you're not trying to be Neo? <laughs> I'm, I think. I was going to say, I think Artyom is a lot more Neo than Prince of Persia. If Chris was attempting a wall run. I'm retroactively cringing about the uh, quad sunglasses and the trench coat thing. So it's like, it's yeah. Cool. I say lean into it. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. And as it's the okay. weight of the pink prick comes out, you feel a bolt automatically lock in from the mechanism. Excellent. Ooh. Ooh, that's just too good. And remind me, the pink prick, it, Grace, it doesn't uh, apply to attacks, just checks. Right, that's correct. Okay. I was pretty sure. Just wanted to be safe. That's a 19. That hits for Ooh. sure. Uh, that is a 19 plus a bunch. So that would be a D6. Five? Five damage. All right. You managed to fire off the pink prick and embed it just slightly into the stone of the wall. Two of its legs come off as they're pinned there. And the rest of its body kind of, it looks like the legs separate as it rips them free. And it tries to scamper after you, but it's moving like a boat with one oar, just kind of spinning in circles. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. It's just this breakdancing mechanical spider now. <laughs> Dog chasing its own ass. <laughs> you've, you've damaged it very heavily. Perfect. Wow. Arvid, if you're still down here, I might need some help. Probably not, though. And that will bring us to Arvid's turn. You can hear Artyom coming from just around the corner. Uh, if you'd like, I can give you a boost. You go, go, I jump on top? Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> the war cry. <laughs> Arvid will cast the cantrip guidance before goading. Okay. Okie dokie. Um, so he's gone goat, Arvid has. Mm. Awesome. A giant bighorn sheep, not, not like who you see at the zoo, but like like six of those guys on top of each other or something like that. Mm. He is white like the cloak, big, fluffy, giant horns that uh, just expand from his original little head horns. Yeah. He does the little, you know, the kicky thing up on two feet. Nice. <laughs> yeah, wow. actually, steep stone is your favorite terrain as a goat. <laughs> it's true. It's made for climbing. This is, this is what I was born to do. So in his glorious goat form, Arvid is going to charge towards Artyom mm -hmm. and going to try to give him a boost to the next level. And if he can make it as well, that's that's the idea. Do a jump. Gotcha. Uh, is your goal to get him on your back or to shove him upward? I'm trying to get him on my back. His mm -hmm. uh, his response to that is up to him, I think. I mean, I guess you could like literally try to headbutt me softly. <laughs> no, it's, okay. So so my vision of it is it headbutt me softly. <laughs> so once anyway, the idea is he's going to duck down horns mm -hmm. as if he was charging him but just kind of flip him up so his land could be upon the back if you're trying to ride me. Uh -huh. You could just fucking leap off of me if you want to do crazy acrobatic stuff. I'm just giving you a boost. Gotcha. Okay. 
Cool. Uh, well, for now, Artyom's turn is over. So if you could give me an athletics check to see how well you kind of guide him onto your back. And it's an uh, advantage. Woo! And if the roll is quite exceptional, you might have enough momentum to do that while you're making your jump, doing right. a dash action. That's 21 total. Wait, no, goat. Wait, yes. Yes. 21? Yep. Cool. Uh, did you want to contest this movement, Artyom? Yes. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'll no. just... <laughs> You're just along for the ride? I'll just go with whatever he's doing. Tossing him. Sweet. So you don't have quite enough momentum to make the uh, flip and do the jump, but now RTM is kind of safely side-saddling on your back. And with that, we are back to Harithax. There is one of the mechanical spiders very near where Chris and I are standing. Oh, and it's coming at you. Yeah. Can I ready an action to boost Chris up and get him out of harm's way of this spider? Because I know that my sorcerer pal is quite fragile. Compared, That's true. Compared to my draconic self. Yes, absolutely. You can use your held action to basically get ready to boost Chris up. All right. Herithax uh, will just, Chris, get up this ladder now. Okay, okay. And I'll step between Chris and the spider. All right. And with that, the spider is going to use its full 40 feet of movement to come towards you. Uh, it does connect with its little claw attack. All right. Getting well over 20. Bring it on, Spoder. Spoder time. Oh, that's right. Haru is like the most hit pointy warlock in the world. Yeah. Uh, you take seven slashing damage. I ain't even scared. <laughs> And with that, I need the two of you to make me wisdom saving throws. Oh, boy. All right. Not liking this. Uh-oh. Okay. 19. Nice. Woo. Scared me. It's my worst one. <laughs> Guess who doesn't have inspiration? Ah, hey, sweet. 19. You both did very well. You feel the crystal that's down a tier below you start to like hum, and it feels like it's pulling you in with this strange temporal magic. But you are both very talented spellcasters and managed to force of will your way out of its pull. The oh. tractor beam does not work. And that'll bring us to Chris's turn. You see Haru lower their hands and give you a ready upsy-daisy. Let's upsy-daisy then. Uh, so your athletics check is going to be very easy as you are being helped and you have advantage on the check. Okay. We're also right next to a ladder. I don't know if, if I really need to give him a boost, but if it tries to eat him or something, I'm there for I'm there for him. Good to know. Deal. 16. Oh yeah, you easily make it up to the next tier. Awesome. You still have an action left if you wish to use it. That Ooh. was just movement. Oh, with that said... Chris is just going to like lock eyes with it, fiercely determined. Even his mood ring coat is getting a deeper, rich hue to it. He just starts like kind of doing that scream. And luckily Morty's not around because this is a really high pitched scream. So I'm doing a silent fourth level shatter. Thank you for all of that description. It fails. It bombs. Oh, God. It okay. Had, it had disadvantage because it's made of metal. The spell succeeds and the centipede bombs ass. All right. You blast it for 24 thunder damage, and you see a rain of these little tiny, like, bolts and screws start tumbling down the sides as some of its limbs are loosened, and its kind of undulating shape is now moving very chaotically, like it was not expecting that. You've disrupted its sensors in some way. I will look at Harthox. I couldn't have done this without you, and I'm inspiring him. Now everyone has an inspiration from Chris. Yeah, they do. It's good balance. This wicked Harithax turned into a giant flippin' eagle. That is not a warlock trick I've seen before. Which gives me plenty of questions about their patron. These spellcasters are always full of surprises. And the Mortal Dawn seem to be adapting and changing strategy quickly to accommodate the deadliness of this tower of power. The team captain is climbing for his life, and we've seen Arvid bring back their signature giant goat wild shape. Well, when you gotta shatter, every problem looks like a giant glowing crystal. They're making short work of those little robo-spiders and the magic conduits seem to be messing with their spellcasting, which is vital for a cast-heavy team like the MDs. But I want to see what happens when they get toe-to-toe -to -toe with the King of the Mountain. <laughs> with momentum like this, we'll be finding out soon. This year's LUQ Invitational is sponsored in part by Second Wind Energy Drink. Available in our regular bold flavors and new wizard fuel. We go down easy, so you won't. All right, at the top of the thing, uh, we are going to have the little bugs now move and attack the people near them. And it looks like only one needs to move, and then the two will attack. So this one is on goat, because it can't reach Artyom, you're on his back. It crits again. These bugs Ooh. do not like Arvid at all. Are they are they ticks? <laughs> <laughs> they are now. Uh, you take ten slashing halved to five because you are raging. Angry goat. And the one attacking Haru misses. All right. I, I accept. 
The 15 misses, right? Um, Is my AC math wrong? I have 15 AC. Well, fuck me, I hit. Yep. You take five points of slashing damage. All right. I accept. And that will bring us to Artyom. You are now goat bound. I am. That definitely does add some curiosity to how I'm supposed to do things. You could hold your actions. Uh, yeah. So, but if I almost made it to the next platform and didn't, you could jump off of me. Sacrificial Yoshi jump. Not the next one, but the one after it. I'm gonna go ahead and ready a dash action. Is it okay if I use that to jump if I need to or whatever? Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So my conditions are whatever the fuck Arvid does. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go ahead and do a thing. I'm gonna jump. Follow it's through be a with thing. movement. Right. Exactly. Uh, depending on how difficult it is, there could be a roll, but absolutely. Perfect. All right, uh, that'll bring us to the aforementioned Arvid. It's time. It's time to jump. There is a bug in front of you. I can jump anyway? You can't ignore the bug. <laughs> I can jump anyway? <laughs> fuck, ju- fuck, fuck bugs, jump. Just forewarning you. <laughs> fuck bugs, jump. Yeah. <laughs> bugs, fuck, jump. The goat does right. not concern itself with the opinion of ticks. Yeah. <laughs> what I are like you? Uh, what kind of jump are you trying to do? I believe that I can get to the next level fairly easily. I'm going to try to, to like see if I can jump even higher and like scrabble my goat legs against the, you know, you've seen dogs do the thing where oh, they're yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I weirdly really do know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and since against you, all odds, we know what you're talking about. <laughs> and you're actual, uh, you're a little taller as a goat now. So your jump height has increased. Oh, yeah. So I also have the ability to use my inspiration bonus. Is that something that I can add later or is it you have to... You can roll first and decide it's too low and add the d6 after. Awesome. So yeah, let's see that athletics check. You have advantage for raging. That is a 17, but I wanted to do really, really well. Would the inspiration just add whatever the number is to the roll? It will. Uh, So that's 22. Nice. Ooh, All right, so with your movement, you can easily vault up the 15 feet to the next one because the jump spell even triggers your goat form. And you still have an action or more movement left if you want to use it. Um, And I would like to use the momentum of that Mm -hmm. to try and see if I can launch myself to the top. Let's see an acrobatics check. Yeah, baby. You're basically like in the air, almost surfing on Arvid's back, like standing up ready to jump. (laughs) That is a 18. 18 is enough. So you leap out and the tips of your toes are now on the very top platform face to face with this writhing, massive mechanical skeleton. (laughs) Come at me. (laughs) And that absolutely was the Yoshi jump. (laughs) (laughs) Except Arvid didn't die and fall down a pit. Right. (laughs) That said, speaking of falling down a pit, Uh. the ziggurath does respond to your movement. (laughs) Oh, no. All right. The ziggurath hates Arvid so much. Uh, Does a 13 hit your goat AC? Yes. Cool. Uh, you get hit on the first tier, a dart trap goes off and fires into you. And the second tier, another dart trap goes off and oh. fires into you. And they both hit. And with the two darts, you take a total of 14 poison damage. That's a lot of damage. Oh, poison too. Poison, not halved. As your shaggy flanks are now riddled with these tiny darts. <laughs> shaggy flanks and husky dumps. <laughs> <laughs> but the team draws ever closer to the top. And that does, in fact, make it Harithax's turn. I'm going to use Green Flame Blade on my Staff of the Witness. So the uh, the eye at the top of it flares with green light, and I'm just going to whack this mechanical spider right in front of me. Hell yeah. Uh, 14 plus 7 is 21. Oh, yeah. 13 total damage oh, yeah. to this thing. Absolutely. And you just like bring the butt of it down on top of this spider, and the flame washes down, and it just melts, and shrapnel tumbles down the side. With my tail, I'm just going to do a flea flicker and knock it off. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It clips down and tumbles to the astroturf below. Uh, just as a side note, as I'm going through the air, is mm. it cool if I swap my crossbow out for my staff? I think it would be weird if you didn't. <laughs> okay. <good. laughs> and then with my movement, I would just climb the, the ladder up to be next to Christ. You make it. You are all now on the second from the top tier, save for Artyom, who is very tippy toes on the edge of it, face to face with a horrible construct. Chris, that makes it your turn. I think Chris will just hold out his hand to Harthax, ready when you are. And that's it. That's your whole turn. So I'm reading my reaction. <laughs> good to game, a, good game. I'm reading my reaction to a thunder stab. Awesome. I just delicately place my hand in it and we just start waltzing, apparently. <laughs> all right. So you are now like crackling with this energy ready to just pop. Yes, I will reverberate, though, this time. (laughs) Bonus action triggers, and you begin to reverberate. What does that look like to the audience? Because they're going fucking nuts right now. 
If you were near him, you could feel the electricity in the air. You know that feeling when your hair stands on end? That's what it feels like to be around him when he's reverberating. But the way it looks, it almost looks like it's hard to see clearly. Like things are blurry. It Mm. almost looks like other dimensional for like a brief flicker of a second. Nice. Nice. Very subtle. Haruthax would totally feel it, but they have no hair because they're a dragon. So it's just like (laughs) unaffected. (laughs) Your tail stands on him. Yeah. Yeah. What what's happening? An explosion of poisonous darts, a volley of thunderous spells, and the grueling ongoing ascent up the colossal construct. Now that is a classic example of the mountain double jump, featuring some real daring synergy from Archim and Arvid. Looks like Curse has got a cautious plan for something big coming, and Arthax is on the offensive. Nothing like a couple of cantrips to turn a walking stick into a primordial club of death. Tensions are high and hit points are getting low. Can they make the final climb to the top, or will the last leap of faith prove to be fatal? The crowd is going wild. They're chanting for blood. And is it just me, or is it getting really hot in here? Maybe it's the tension, or maybe it's the magical flamethrowers, but I'm definitely sweating buckets. And I already took off my shirt ten minutes ago. It's terrifying how stealthily you can do that storm, but I can't take my eyes off the field. Let's see what happens next. This is the LUQ 15th Invitational, sponsored in part by Mutton King. Try our new Weighty Dukes Deluxe Combo with a double mutton burger, zesty Alcarin potato cudgels, and a 32-ounce Mountain Doom Black Ale. For just $1.99 copper while supplies last, mutton fills you up like Mutton King. For its legendary action, the Ziggurath is going to summon another minion right next to the two of you. It's going to regret being there as soon as you thunder step away. (laughs) (laughs) It don't know. It death the spider. And nothing happens. What? Yeah. Uh, You, in fact, hear the sound of the dart trap go off around the corner and another one opens up, but you just duck as the darts fire over your head. I basically rolled you managed to avoid the trap that goes off. And that brings us to the top of the round, which is Artyom, toe to toe with the thing. I look up at it calmly. And I just say, burn with me. My eyes start to glow and it gets hotter and hotter and hotter as heat waves start to suddenly pulse and throb all around us. And I will detonate a fireball right in between us. As you look up at the beast, it lowers its eyes, glowing red, arched back, and the height of it has forced them to start opening the sunroof of the Colosseum. As you see the daylight sun above you shining down, glistening off of its metal and the grinding of steel as the giant trap doors click away. This is a deck save. It's not very good at that. <laughs> I got a 12. Okay. That's no good. Nope. Okay. So I just get to re-roll ones on damage die on this bad boy. So Ooh. That's great for a fireball. This might take a moment. That's How a many is this again? Dice. Eight? Uh, eight D6. Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. So seven, seven, six, and 10. 30 damage. Ooh, nice. This thing does have a slight vulnerability to fire being made out of metal. Um, So it deals a bit more than that. (laughs) Well done. And as the fireball goes off, now you're in the ground zero of this too, correct? Mm -hmm. So make a deck save against your own thing as you can kind of, you know, get your shield up and start a fight against it. And I get advantage. You do. It's 18 plus, uh, yeah. That's a 21. Awesome. So you only take 15 from your own fire spell as you manage to save half of it. And when you lower your shield and look, this thing is glowing red hot and smoldering. Some of the blades are gently starting to melt. Some of the seams are starting to fuse together and it's moving more rigidly. But there seems to be a kind of mechanical rage building inside of it. You do not activate any traps on the top, but it does get to make an action against you on the end of your turn. So it's going to attempt to use its massive mechanical tail to just swatch you. Warding flare. Nice. Disadvantage. It misses you. So as you lower your shield, you see the huge tail coming at you and you leap and again, just land on your tiptoes on the edge of this huge drop, but manage to dodge the tail. And that brings us to Arvid. You are face to face with a ladder and just above you, there is this top tier and a giant bug that is on fire now. You feel the the heat as a fireball went off just a few feet above your head. It's it's pretty much not going to be possible for me to try to do any kind of like push it off ram overrun oh for your headbutt bonus yeah is that what you're looking for? i guess 
Pushes him back. Yeah, that's the idea is if I could get him off of there, then we could be king of the mountain or whatever. <laughs> so you're trying to get the running charge, basically, but it's a jump instead. Mm-hmm. If you can show me a good athletics check, you can try to like run up the ladder using your hooves on the rings because <laughs> that one is at a bit of an angle. Okay. And if it succeeds, you can end your turn with a headbutt against the centipede. Okay, let's give it a shot. Because that's that's 20 feet of momentum, which is enough to trigger your headbutt ability. That's exactly it. Hard move, though. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Oh, that's a natural 20. Oh, um, well. So. Oh, good. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. So, yeah, with your, I mean, your hooves are made for landing on tiny stone facets to climb your cliff faces. So with a clip, clop, clip, you dart up the ladder and go ahead and roll me an attack check at the end of your turn. <laughs> that's also an advantage, right? It is. You can choose to make it, that is. Oh, great. Reckless. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. There's a 19 on the die. Oh, you hit. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> that's higher than its AC. So you're going to do 46 plus uh, four, so plus six. Okay, so that is a total of 18 damage. 18 damage, and it's going to make a strength saving throw against your headbutt to not get pushed back. I would like to use my Haruspex ability flashback to seeing this glorious like headbutt and this like slow motion thing just falling off of the thing, and I'm going to give it a seven on this strength check. Oh, you activated your Haru Specs. I'm going to activate my Haru Specs yes. ability and That's give it a seven. So cool. All right. So this thing gets a seven and it in fact does get pushed 10 feet away. So as Arvid impacts with this beast, the horns connect. You can see it's bracing itself, getting ready for your charge. But then this kind of green wave of magical energy washes up from down where Harithax is. And it seems to catch it off guard as it looks behind it and you hit it, pushing it, toppling down the side as it's now sort of splayed out down two tiers of the Ziggurath. The very tip of its tail still on the top. But you are now in the king of the mountain position. And Arvid does a good bucking, makes a lot of noise and spinning and, you know, come on, crowd, look, I'm a, I'm a goat. Um, dressage just on top. Dressage. <laughs> awesome. The beast is still active, but it's now no longer on the top tier. It's mel melting and like burning hot from the fireball and it is just pissed off. And that makes it Harthax's turn. Harthax is going to look at the little spider thing in front of us. It's going to look at this giant centipede thing next to us. It's going to look at Crist. They're just going to go, bye-bye. Right as I put my one hand into Crist's hand, I cast Shatter. Mm. And we're Ooh. just going to explode off of this platform. Sweet. And you guys are 25 feet up, so it won't hit you. Yeah, just a thunderous boom as we disappear. And as he does that, of course, I'm also leaving behind that cacophonous reverberated thunderstep baller and we land right on top of arvid in full <laughs> just like ready to ride stance like motorcycle yeah. fair. uh so both of you roll me your thunder damage i'm gonna make some saving throws uh 26 for the thunderstep and 24 for thunder for shatter well with the combined effect of the first shatter the fireball and the two extra thunder explosions you not only destroy, of course, the small spider and the giant centipede, but a large corner of the ziggurat. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea we get to the top and then the whole thing just kind of starts <laughs> collapsing. As shards of magical crystals and like the spears from the traps built into it are tumbling down the side, gears and smoke start pouring out of it as a flash appears and you two are on Arvid's back next to Artyom atop the ziggurat. And a huge buzzer fills the stadium. <laughs> And the sound of Kip Killigan fills the stadium. Ladies and gentlemen, the mortal dawn have Holy done it. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a rumbling sound as the ziggurat begins to descend back into the ground. A group of LUQ officials in their purple and gold uniforms come out and put a ring of flowers like, like at the end of the what's the name of the fucking race that I just brain farted. <laughs> the, the derby yes the kentucky derby <laughs> like they put a kentucky derby like floral ring around arvid's neck <laughs> and they have these rewards and prizes each of you gets this like crystal trophy with the luq symbol on it each of you is handed a very expensive looking platinum ring with a tiny luq shield and a glowing potion in a silver vial with the Nexus Enterprise symbol on the front of it. And the loud music of Thrash Bash Slash Gash is picking up. And the crowd is cheering as all of you look up at them, just recovering from the trauma of this massive event. And then the music stops. And you see a spotlight kick on as the lights go out. Onto the stage where Thrash Bash was performing. 
And the lead singer of Thrash Bash hands her glowing rod of amplification to a figure that stands up next to her. And it looks like this tall Goliath covered in tattoos with a shaggy head of hair. And you recognize him. He is on one of the other teams. And he says into the microphone, Mortal Dawn, we congratulate you on your bravery and ingenuity shown here today on this battlefield of mankind's own machinations. Truly you are worthy of the title of this year's top-ranking hero-tier team, but let us not forget those who dwell underneath. Those who struggle through the mud and wade through the bloodshed and tenacity flung upon them like dirt on a communal grave. I, Daxton Grimbarrow, do hereby challenge you, mortal Don, to a trial of seeking in one week's time. I hope these words reach you from upon your high horses, for the rewards will be sweet, the competition fierce, in the honor tenfold, I pray your courage does not falter in this, my plea, for a worthy challenge. And he holds it out and drops the rod of amplification on the ground, and the crowd goes wild. Now that is how you finish with a bang. Ground Zero Fireball, Thunder Teleportation, Charge Attack up a ladder, I'm seeing fireworks! A decisive victory against the Ziggurath for the Mortal Dawn, and with the victory come the spoils. But the feeling of triumph was quickly cut short by a call to action from the captain of Daxon's Death Machine. Not only did Dax drop the gauntlet, he dropped the friggin' microphone. Those things are expensive, ya punk. That said, as far as challenges go, that would have plenty of flair. And what does that mean for the Mortal Dawn, Storm? Well, they either accept the challenge and go head-to-head -head with the Death Machine, and quite possibly get chewed up in its wheels, or they turn them down, and potentially get called out for not having honor or courage or other such nonsense. The MD have been known to make quick decisions under the gun, but they also have a reputation for staying cool under pressure, and being quite tactical when presented the opportunity, so who knows what the follow-through will be. Hey, you try to steal my thunder during my award ceremony, and we're gonna have more than words. But I've been known to lose my temper a time or two. All said and done, I haven't seen a trial of seeking come through in a hot minute. Things could get very interesting for these kids. Interesting indeed, and you can bet we'll bring you along for the ride. Will our heroes rise to the challenge? Will the fame and success found here today go to their heads? What do these changes have in store for the Mortal Dawn? Find out next time on the League of Ultimate Questing. God damn! Yes. Don't take them off yet, folks. We mm -hmm. got to give that outro. I'm pulling out, pulling out the new prompter. Fell together so perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder people think it's scripted sometimes, because like yep. that was like, like you guys had the thunderstep ready, and then it went down, and it was like I had, I had zero doubt it would end like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. like, okay. Cinematic badass. Everyone mm -hmm. gets to pull off one last big kick-ass thing. Fifty fucking thunder damage in one. Game. <laughs> 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 All right, excellent show, guys. Um, Thank you. Yeah, of course, buddy. You too, and you, Aww. and the big guy there, DM man, master of the dungeons. <laughs> DM man, the worst fucking Dr. Wiley creation. <laughs> I bet that level would be sick. Yeah, dude, he's man. like, yeah, he's behind his little thing, and it keeps you from, I'm sorry, let's not get too. <laughs> <laughs> let's, not get, let's not get too deep into the Mega Man lore. <laughs> Um, so let's start with uh, with me, Sam. I play Arvid Ulfmund, big goat boy. I'm level two druid, uh, circle of the moon, level five barbarian. Uh, my name is Michael Loving. I play Haruthax, the seventh level dragonborn warlock. Uh, I'm Alante, and I play Chris Zagran, the level six crystalline sorcerer and level one bard. I am Zach Barkas. I play Artyom uh, Volkov, the Cleric of Sunlight and Suffering, level 7. And I'm also the editor, producer, and I guess director, uh, technical guy for Slapdash Studios. My name is Lawrence. I am the dungeon master and the uh, creative director of League of Ultimate Questing and Slapdash Studios. So, new episodes are going live every Monday, wherever podcasts are available. We would like to personally thank you for listening in with us. This is, uh, we're sitting down after about a year of starting, and it's been uh, an amazing adventure. Today was 
like a lot of fun. We'd had a little time between the last time we'd seen each other and everyone was goofing. The chemistry off camera was like so good that I was almost like, oh no, guys, we gotta, we gotta. We're losing all this money. <laughs> this, is, this is really freaking great that we've been doing this for an entire year. It's and mind blowing. Like, yeah. And today was a slow start, but it's because we all like had stuff we wanted to catch up on and goof, you know? Yeah, honestly, like we recorded, I think, two hours for this episode and we're only <laughs> going to be able to use like an hour of it. <laughs> but it's so good. It's so fun. I'm honestly tempted to release the uncut version. Completely unedited on Patreon. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, I just cut out like the breaks and that stuff. But yeah. yeah. Again, thanks all for listening. We love you and we couldn't have gotten this far without you. At this point, we need more growth though uh we've got some stable listening folks we've got some folks who are listening to us you know every week and that's amazing to me just thinking that somebody's waiting for this to come out they're all just waiting to hear you talk (laughs) waiting to hear me talk (laughs) waiting to hear (laughs) (laughs) with your tongue out uh yeah and for growth the best uh advice that we can give you to help us would be if you can show it to people that you know, if you can show, you know, your family, if you're stuck driving someone somewhere or like uh, friends after you finish that magic tournament or whatever, you know, just like sh- show people in person. I think that a great way to start there is that if you like any of those, spe- any specific uh, commercials to show those, because that's a good, a good hook. We've got more than just that, but I think that gives a, an idea of our tone out. Uh, it's also helpful if you interact with us on social media. You can also go straight to our website at www.theluq.com. Excuse me. Are you from the past? We don't need the dubs. You don't need them dubs. People like the dubs. Subs not dubs. Wub, wub, wub. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, and then uh, we've also got info available on the website about all of these places that I have told you you can find us. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Patreon. Uh, so is there anything you guys wanted to talk about specifically? I mean, and happy anniversary, everybody. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks yeah. for letting me DM this long and not kicking me out um, <laughs> for playing with your heartstrings and giving you ridiculous challenges. Um, I know this will be like a week late, but I will be at Comic-Con this weekend. Or not Comic-Con, well, Wizard World Comic-Con. Um, and if any of you showed up, I'm thanking you in the past in advance. <laughs> <laughs> Beautifully said. I mean, the fact that we have gotten as much support as we have is kind of breathtaking, and I'm just glad to be doing stuff. Uh, I'm just glad to be able to do this stuff at all and work with you guys. You're all really amazing, and it makes me very happy to do it. I just want to say I love everybody, and I even love this coughing man over here. Sorry. It's all good. It's been a rough one for Law. Randy Savage. Oh, Randy savaged your voice. That's what happened. Again Zach, for Zach's disapproving uh, dial tone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so thanks again for, for listening. Um, we need you. And uh, we look forward to growing and questing together uh, in the future. We all wish you luck. <laughs>